my updated top 10 Twins prospects following the draft, and the Twins star at the All-Star Game at Dodger Stadium. It's all coming up on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are Locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Lockdown Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Tuesday, July 19th, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Thank you for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every single day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. I've been hosting this podcast for three seasons on a daily basis, been writing about the Twins at Twins Daily for four seasons. All-Star Game, we're going to talk about that, and my updated top 10 prospects list after the draft we have some new names we have some big time shuffling you might be surprised by my list i'm excited about this how about byron buxton big home run off tony gonsolin the game winning home run for the american league the go-ahead homer the al wins three to two the national league has not won since 2012 it was a pretty typical byron buxton homer it was a fastball way up and he just turned on it and took it out to left field i hope that this is a Swing for Buck. We've seen swings in the past that can kind of get him going at the plate. And he looked okay leading up into the break. You know, the average was rising, but you'd like to see more consistency. For him in this game, it's it's awesome to see him succeed. And MLB tweeted, and I know Twitter's not like everything, but MLB tweeted the graphic at the end of the game with the final score and the picture was of Byron Buxton for hitting that home run. And like for everything he's been through as a professional, as a person, there's nothing better than seeing him succeed on the biggest stage. He, this is when talent meets health. Byron Buxton is so special. And I know it's been an up and down season for him. And I know some fans are frustrated by you know the strikeouts and the swing and miss. To see him succeed tonight, it, it's just such a treat. And I tweeted out today, on this day, July 19th, every single season since 2017, he's been on the injured list or, or hurt. 2017, he was on the injured list. 2018, he was on the injured list. 2019, he was on the injured list. 2020, the season hadn't started yet, but he'd been carted off a few days before in that workout at Target Field with a foot sprain. And then last year, he was on the injured list with the broken hand after getting hit. I was at that game. He got hit against the Reds. So he hasn't been healthy on this day for the last five seasons. And he's healthy today to start in the All-Star game and hit the game-winning home run. What a moment. He deserves it. He deserves all of that. And Luis Arise comes through with a big hit off Ryan Helsley. Ryan Helsley has not given up a hit on that curveball all season long. And, of course, Luis Arise hits a rocket to second. Tough play for Jay Cronenworth. Bounces into right field. It's Luis Arise. That's that's what he does. And it's really fun to see these guys do it on Fox in the All-Star game at Dodger Stadium on the biggest stage with millions of people watching when we watch them do it you know, on Valley Sports North on a Tuesday night against the Mariners in Seattle, and they go do it at Dodger Stadium. Like the same things we've seen, Byron Buxton hitting a ridiculous home run, Luis Arise homering, or I'm sorry, singling off a super tough reliever. We see these things, you know, quite a bit on a nightly basis sometimes with Louis in the first half and Buxton with all the homers he hit. It's just fun to watch them do that in the All-Star game. Very, very cool moment for both of them. So excited for both of them to be able to play in that game. And uh, they're stars, man. I mean, they are stars, and they are as talented, you know, as everybody that's there, basically. You know, they're in that same realm. 
which is really exciting and cool to see the Twins out there. It always is. Who could be the next stars for the Minnesota Twins? I'm a prospect guy. I love prospects. I love ranking prospects. I love watching. I love following. I love getting too excited. I love getting too pessimistic. And uh, I have an updated top 10 after the draft. Updated top 10. And I will preface by saying that two of the Twins picks in this draft made my top 10 Twins prospects, which I think is a testament to the players they selected, but also to how many graduations they've had. You know, they've lost a lot of prospects recently. We'll start at number 10. Jordan Balazovic is number 10. And I believe at this time last year, I might have ranked him second or third. It's been a horrific season for Jordan Balazovic. And to be honest with you, he had a great run last year at AA where he didn't give up a run for 23 plus innings. But overall last year at AA, he was good. He wasn't great. The walk numbers were up. The strikeout numbers weren't really there. It was a good season for him at AA, but it wasn't a season you'd see from like a top 100 prospect. So he wasn't very good last year. Wasn't very good. He was solid last year. And then this year he's been, I mean, awful, awful at AAA for the Saints. He he is having trouble getting outs, period. Like he's really having trouble. I will say this about Jordan Valzavik, who's been the Twins' best pitching prospects for a couple of years now you know, before they got Joe Ryan. But even then, it was, like, debatable. Is he a better pitching prospect than Joe Ryan? He's had a knee problem. He had a knee problem coming into the season. It, it It's said to be impacting him. But with how bad he's been, like, his ERA, I believe, is over 10 right now. With how bad he's been, it's hard not to be pessimistic about Jordan Balazovic. I certainly don't feel confident that he can help the Twins this year at the Major League level. At AAA this year, he has a, a 10 63, no, I'm sorry, 10-13 ERA and 29 in the third. 29 and 30, he's given up 33 earned runs, 10 home runs, and he's walked 15. He's the 10th best prospect to me in this system. I have nine guys who are better prospects than Jordan Balzavik right now. Maybe I'm weighing too much what we've seen this year, but this goes back to 2021. If he dominated in 2021 at double A and then like he was struggling out of the gate this year, I'd, there'd be more leeway, but he didn't dominate last year. The walk numbers were high. The strikeout numbers weren't really there. So he needs to turn it around. And in order to move up the prospect list and to ultimately make the majors now, Jordan Balzavic has to turn his season around. He's 23. He'll be 24 in September. It's kind of time. Like if he's not healthy, put him on the injured list and I don't know. He just he hasn't looked good. Number nine, I have Matt Walner, who, on the contrary, has looked amazing for the Twins. That double A got moved up to St. Paul, Forest Lake native. We talked about Walner quite a bit on this podcast because we like to follow the Minnesota kids, especially. But in 78 games at Wichita, hit 299, on base percentage at 436, slugged 597, 1033 OPS with 15 doubles, a triple, and 21 home runs. Walner scares me a little bit because there's so much swing and miss. He's a big left-handed outfielder, a little bit like Trevor Larnick in that regard, but Walner has hit better than Larnick did in the minors, and Larnick won minor league hitter of the year in the twin system in 2019. Walner has been better than Larnick throughout his minor league career, especially this year. I, I have concerns about Walner at the major league level because there is a lot of swing and miss because if you strike out a lot in the minors, you're probably going to strike out even more in the majors. We saw that with Brent Rooker. You know, his profile, huge power, big numbers in the minors, big numbers at AAA, and just hasn't really figured it out at the major league level. I hope Brent does for San Diego. Uh, but the same is true for Matt Walner. Like, does this profile work? If you're going to strike out 30% of the time in the minors at AA, what does your strikeout rate look like in the majors? And it's possible that 
it's about 30% and he can still be an impactful player with a 30% strikeout rate. He can be. It's when it reaches 35, 38, 40% where it's just too much. You're striking out too much and you cease to be effective. What's that line going to be? It's a fine line for Matt Walner. What side is he going to fall on? A lot more. One through eight Twins prospects updated after this word from Blue Nile. Are you looking for fine jewelry, but you're having trouble choosing? Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24-7, available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft her perfect engagement ring. Each ring is one of a kind. Blue Nile, modern convenience of online shopping. So easy, so great. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from BlueNile.com and Going on now is the Blue Nile Anniversary Sale. Save up to 40% on classic fine jewelry pieces and 25% on engagement ring settings. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away what's inside. Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. Which NFL stars move the betting line the most? Starting July 18th, Lockdown gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Available July 18th on Lockdown NFL, wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube. Number eight, Austin Martin. Big falls for Martin and Balazovic here. Austin Martin, bad year at double A. And his second year at double A has been a lot worse. The slugging, I know they're trying to get him to add more power, has been worse this year than it was last year with swing adjustments. Austin Martin is slugging 313. In 283 plate appearances, he has eight doubles, two triples, and a homer. Like that's He's hitting 249 with a 313 slugging percentage. That's why he's eighth on my list. I think he could still be a good major leaguer. His on-base percentage is still high at 378. But why would, why would major league pitchers throw Austin Martin – why, why wouldn't they just pump strikes in the zone to Austin Martin? He's not, he's not going to beat you. You know, he's not going to hit for any power. He might hit some singles around the field, but there's no reason not to just load the zone against Austin Martin. He hasn't shown much ability this year at double a, it's been a really bad season. He's on the injured list now, 63 games at double a 691 OPS, just a very disappointing season for Austin Martin, especially after he looked pretty good the second half of last year after the Twins traded for him, hit 254, but 399 on base and the slugging at 381, which is better than 313. And on the whole last year, had a 414 on base percentage at double A and hit 270. So much more excited about Austin Martin a year ago. His stock has, has certainly dropped, I think, in a considerable way. Seventh, Connor Prelip, the Twins' second-round pick this year. Big lefty, Alabama, slider at 90-plus, and a fastball that's coming back after Tommy John surgery. We know... Prelip was in play for the number one pick before he got hurt. Huge talent. I love upside, especially on the pitching side. If you can produce a frontline starter and a, a guy looks like he has the stuff to be a frontline starter, even if you know there's health questions or there's command questions, I'm going to value that because creating frontline starters, creating star level players is the hardest thing to do in a minor league system. Connor Prelip, I think, has a chance to be a frontline starter. That's why he's number seven on here. Louis Varland is number six. Louis hit 97 with the fastball. Concordia St. Paul from Minnesota. Pretty cool to have two Minnesotans in the top 10 on my Twins prospect list. Louis had a pretty solid year at AA. Hasn't been as good as last year was, but he's moved up a level. And the fastball still plays. We had Aram Layton on and, and Arm talk to us about how good that fastball is, the, the characteristics of the fastball. 
He's got a 350 ERA at Wichita, 10.5 strikeouts per nine, 90 innings, 105 strikeouts, 105 strikeouts and 384 batters face, 37 walks. So the command's still finding its way. But I think Varland is a good mix between, you know, has a good chance to be a mid-rotation starter, and there's potential for more with him. I think a year ago, Louis Varland is is in a similar spot to where Josh Winder was. And Josh Winder had had more success in the minors, but Varland won minor league pitcher of the year last year, was dominant at the A level. So uh, I have Varland sixth. I think he has a chance to be a mid-rotation starter. And I think because he's further along, there's less questions than prelip. That's why he is a step ahead of Louis, of uh, Connor prelip. Louis Varland, mid-90s fastball, good hard slider. Third pitch is going to be in question. Can he remain a starter? without like a great third pitch. That's going to be the biggest thing with him. Number five, I have Spencer Steer, who's been uh, outstanding this year, was amazing at Wichita. We had Spencer on in the offseason. It was really fun to talk to. We talked to him about his power development, how he came from Oregon as like a contact on-base guy, added a bunch of power, and that's really shown up this year. It showed up last year, you know, more homers than he's ever hit in his life last year, but he's he's putting it together. And I think because he's older, he's more advanced. He's 24 now. He's had a year with this new approach and getting into his legs more in two levels, double A, triple A. He's a little bit of a drop off, 100 points off in OPS at triple A, but an 875 OPS at triple A. Between the two levels, 74 games, hitting 278, 363 on base, slugging 559 with 23 doubles, two triples, and 19 home runs. So the power is there. He doesn't strike out a whole lot, 59 strikeouts in 342 plate appearances, sacrifice a little bit of the strikeout for power last year, but didn't sell out by any means. So steer like Miranda, kind of an all around hitter. And that's the reason I really like him. I have him fifth and above Austin Martin. You'll notice because I think steer has a better chance to be an impactful major leaguer than Austin Martin. Number four is Simeon Woods Richardson. He's my number one prospect pitching prospect in the twin system for a couple reasons. I think Simeon has a really good chance of remaining a starter because of his mix you know, at his best, he's got three or four above average pitches. He's only 21. He's going to be 22 in September. And he's had success at double A this year, 340 ERA at double A. He's almost four years younger than the competition he's facing. He's big, he's projectable. And I think out of every pitching prospect in the system, like if I were to put a percentage on a pitcher becoming like a mainstay in the twins rotation in the next couple of years, Right now, it's Simeon Richardson for me. And, you know, Josh Winder has graduated prospect status, so that's he's not on the list anymore. And Joe Ryan as well has graduated. But I think Woods Richardson, with his size, with his ability, with his pitch mix, has the best chance to be in this Twins rotation in a couple of years as like a, a rotation mainstay, somebody who sticks around. My top three after this word from Bilt Bar, from the people who invented healthy and tasty, comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You probably tried the amazing coconut brownie chunk Bilt Bar. But guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But stop drooling and listen. They are good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, full of protein, and delicious. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing. But you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're actually good for you. Delicious coconut, rich, sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow, I'm drooling. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com. Use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. My top three, number three, the Twins first round pick 
Brooks Lee, switch hitter, advanced college bat. We talked about him the night of the draft, 21 years old, one of the best hitters in the call co- in the college ranks this year at Cal Poly. Doesn't strike out, has potential 20 to 30 home run power. That's kind of the question with him is what's is he going to hit for some power? Uh, but just an all around really, really good hitter. And you might wonder why Encarnacion Strand hasn't quite cracked this list yet. He probably has a just miss with Marco Ryan at 11 or 12. But I think Brooks Lee entering this system has a very good chance uh, to be a star of this system, to be the Twins' number one prospect when Royce Lewis graduates next year. You know, Emmanuel Rodriguez as well is right there, hint, hint. But Brooks Lee, advanced college hitter, could have gone number one, fell to the Twins at number eight. I think this kid, uh, he's got a chance to be really good, and he raked in college. I'm super excited about Brooks Lee. There's also some recency bias there, some excitement. You know, he was just drafted and uh, is a very high pick in the draft. So Brooks Lee, I have third. Second is Emmanuel Rodriguez. And I I will say I've been wrong about a lot of things for the Twins. Don't get me wrong. I've been wrong. But I called the Emmanuel Rodriguez breakout this year. I said he's the one guy you got to watch. I think he's really going to break out this year. And he did. Now, unfortunately, he tore his meniscus, so he's been out for a little bit. But before he's tore his meniscus, as a 19-year-old, he's over two years younger than his competition at Low A in Fort Myers, in 47 games, hit 272, 493 on base, slugged 552 for an OPS at 1,044. He walked 57 times and struck out 52 times, just dominated that automated strike zone at Low A, hit nine home runs, three triples, five doubles, outfielder. As I said, 19 years old, and he's hitting for that kind of power now at all levels. And this is the FCL in low A, so this is not the highest, but two levels now. He's got a 967 OPS, 19 home runs in 84 games with 80 walks in 84 games. Power, patience, elite discipline. The approach for a 19-year-old jumps off the page. I think he's the, the Twins' best hitting prospect. I think when he returns next year, he'll jump right back in and uh, continue dominating. The, the lower levels would love to see him move up to high A next year and crush for Cedar Rapids, eventually reach Rich, Wichita. But this is a 19 year old kid. He's 19 years old. He turned 19 in February and he's doing this in the system. Very excited about him. Twins signed him out of the DR as an international prospect. Really excited about Emmanuel Rodriguez. I think he can get bigger, get stronger and get better, which is a scary thought for the American League Central. My number one Twins prospect has been my number one Twins prospect now for a handful of years. It is Royce Lewis. And I know there's going to be a lot of question about Royce going into next year. Second ACL tear. Where is he going to play in the field? Is he going to be able to come back again after missing the entire 2020 season because of COVID, missing the entire 2021 season because of his knee, and then missing a majority of 2022 because of his knee? Is he going to be able to come back and return at a high level? I wouldn't doubt Royce Lewis at this point. I've doubted him before. I wouldn't doubt him again. I think he's going to come back strong. I think he's going to come back and step right back into the Twins' plans. And that's my hope for him. You saw when he was with the Twins, you saw at AAA, immensely talented, immensely talented. And people were way down on Royce Lewis coming into the season, rightly so, but this ain't just any other player. This is a very talented, very driven, very special player. And I think Royce Lewis retains the number one spot in this organization prospect wise because he's far and above everybody else in my opinion I think he is a key part of the future for the twins got to remain healthy and he you know to this point two ACL tears is not ideal for a shortstop 
But the way that he looked when he came up, the way he looked in St. Paul, you see why the Twins drafted him first overall. You see why there's so much hype with Royce Lewis as a potential five, six, seven win player. And more than that, as a leader of the next core for the Twins, as a, a face of the Minnesota Twins. That's why he's my number one prospect. I'm not going to doubt Royce Lewis now. I doubted him before. He made me look like a fool, and uh, I'm still really excited about him. So Lewis, Rodriguez, Lee, Woods, Richardson, Steer, Varlin, Prelip, Martin, Walner, Balazovic, just missed, and Carnacion Stram would like to see him do it, continue to do it at double A. Marco Raya just missed. If you think I'm missing anybody else, let me know in the top 10. If you think uh, I'm too low or too high on anybody, please let me know in the comments. Thanks for watching. Thanks for making Locked On Twins your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed the All-Star game. I'll be back tomorrow. More trade deadline stuff. Five best relievers for the Twins to target, combining those factors we talked about with the starters yesterday. Thanks so much. Leave a comment, like, subscribe, tell your friends. Go Twins.